Hey everybody, Dave Neal here. How's it going? This is the Sex Actually podcast. Quick intro. Uh, today we today it was Dave and Tasha time. Uh, the old ta-da, Tasha and Dave. Uh, we 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 jumped all over the map. What do we talk about today, Tasha? We talked. We we somehow got in, and I really didn't intend for this. We got into a conversation about me and my uh, f- my my father and my family that I only met when I was twenty years old. Whole story about how. I went 20 years without knowing I had some family members and we talked about it and it's, you know, I got, I, I don't know, I got a little emotional, things happen, I'm not going to apologize for it, I'm getting real with you folks, but by all means, don't uh, click out, it's not one of those super sad ones, I think it's just about growing up, dealing with mortality and wondering about uh, the smaller things in life, right? Not all, it's not all X's and O's, it's not all, like, you know, what job do you do, how much do you make, it's about like, what, am I leaving a lasting impression on this world? That type of conversation. It was great. I really enjoyed it. And I had a man, I had one of those uh, $3 Trader Joe's organic cold brew coffees, nitrogen infused with organic espresso. Holy shit. Are you as, did you have a sip of this, Tasha? Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, boy, I drank a lot. I'd love to know how much caffeine is in there. Anyway, I'm just uh, I'm just coming to the end of that caffeine buzz. But I wanted to. I didn't mention this at the top of the episode, so I wanted to let you guys know that the SAP, aka the Sex Actually Podcast, is having its first official stand-up comedy show at the West Side Comedy Club in Santa Monica, California, March 31st, 2018. In case you're catching this later down the road and you show up, no, March 31st, 2018 at 11.30 p.m. We're doing the late show. We're doing the late show of the night at this amazing venue. This venue has had people like Dana Carvey and Dave Chappelle. I mean, every comedian that you've ever heard of, Adam Sandler, they've all stopped by this historic comedy club. It's right in the alleyway behind the promenade. Uh, if you And you know what? Parking's going to be great. It's going to be 11.30 at night show. I'm going to pass out a couple sex toys during the show. I'm going to host it. And all of the comedians that are on the stand-up show will have been comedians that you've heard right here on the Sex Actually podcast. We've got Channing Apodaca, uh, John Campanelli, who opens for Dane Cook, uh, myself, uh, who else is going to be on it? We've, uh, this, it's going it's, it's to be such a fun time. So if you live... Anywhere near Santa Monica, I really encourage you to come to this show, support some live stand-up comedy, and get to meet us. You know, get to meet me. You know, you listen. We got guys out there that listen. They go, oh, when's your next show? This is one that I really want you to come to. So it's March 31st. It's called The Late Show at Westside Comedy Club, 11.30 p.m. Uh, I think tickets are 10 bucks. but what I'll do is I'm going to do a two-for-ten deal. So if you subscribe to the podcast and show that at the door, that, you're, that you subscribe to the Sex Actually podcast, you'll get in two-for-ten. Anyway, it's going to be a blast. Text me. Let me know if you're coming right on the Sex Actually podcast page on Instagram at Sex Actually Pod. Let me know that you're coming. I love that so many of you have been writing in and we've been, you know, we've become friends doing this whole thing. So uh, enjoy this episode. Let me know what you think. Because, boy, it's it, it re- like they say, it really easy, it's really easy to interview and talk to other people. But that feeling when you're bringing up your own shit, man, I had that moment and I was like, fuck. I have some unresolved business to take care of. We all know I'm open about uh, my own problems, but this is not so much a problem so much as something that happened to me this week where I just realized I need to interview some of my family members on the podcast. I just like, I need to get to know these fuckers. They're, they're such great people. I mean, it ain't easy. It ain't easy finding out you have a whole nother family you didn't know about. I didn't even need that 23 and me shit. I didn't need that, uh, genetic testing you know as soon as google came out i found out oh boy there is something i did not know (laughs) my father had a lot of kids 
Uh, he sowed his seed, as it were. Seed to what? Maybe it's the sap tree, the old sap tree. Anyway, uh, the tree of life. So thank you guys so much for uh, being a great audience, for listening, and for being interactive. Thanks for writing in. Any questions about your dating, sex life, or family-related, who the fuck cares? Go ahead and ask. At the very least, you'll get an um, unscientific and unsolicited and honest response from your boy Dave. So look forward to hearing from you. Everybody, enjoy this episode of The Sap. Do you think you could ever get turned on by watching me have sex with somebody else? I don't know. Maybe. You think so? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I would be, it's hard to know how jealous I would feel. Would but. she have to be an uglier, fatter? Like, what would have to be the qualification? I don't know. Would I've you, never would been you have in to, this situation. Would so you have just, it's like? A do you have a girl? Right do you now. have a girl who's like on your team? Who who like you'd be like? You know what? I just think I'd love to watch you fuck my guy, I, Dave. The more I Dave think about Neal. this, the more I think the answer is no, that that would not turn me it's on. starting to bother you? Yeah. What if I name like specific people, like Amy? You know what I mean? Like, is it, hurt? Is it annoying if happening. I say... No, I don't think it's that. I think I, I, think I Ashley, could get turned on by the idea of watching strangers have sex. Oh, that, well, that negates my... Yeah, I know. But that's just... That's where my confusion came from, is I thought maybe I'd be cool with it. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, no... Is that like a for life now? What if you're into, what if you like meet a girl and you're like, you're really cool. I'm not trying to go down on you, but maybe you could, maybe you could have sex with my guy and then we'll be good. Like, you know, and then we'll get lunch or something like that's not a thought. Cause I'm not saying that I would anyway, I don't, I, I have to look at things from my point of view. I don't know if I would want to watch you have sex with the guy, but like, it's just different with men and how territorial we are. Hi, everyone. Would you... Guys, uh, there's people watching on Tasha's uh, Instagram video. Would you be okay watching your girlfriend have sex with, like, your buddy or something? I don't know. Just a thought I had. Really uh, riveting stuff. Give, give me the coffee. No, the coffee's going to stay over here. We are uh, live on the Mevo. We're on YouTube right now. And uh, for those who only listen to us, here are our voices. This is the Sex Actually podcast, a.k.a. The Sap your boy Dave Neal with Tasha Courtney. Hello, hello. What up, Tasha? What up? <laughs> As if we haven't been at each <laughs> other's throats. It's just the for- two of us today. Well, at each other at each other's throats. I think that might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but you and I have both been in a funk, I think, for the past week or so. You think we're in a funk? Yeah. Together? I think we've been think in you're separate in a funk. funks. I think you're in a funk. No, take some ownership over your own you're funk. Funkin', your funkin' is getting in the way of my non-funkin'. I've been in a little bit of a funk. Yes, that's true. I'm the first to admit it, but uh, you've also been in a funk, and I think you need to acknowledge your own funk so we can deal with our funks together. All right. Funk stunk. I got a stinky funk. That's, you know, that's... uh, I'm not trying to be a punk about it. I'm just... All right. So, no, we've been all right. We just went... For the weekend, we did a... uh, we did a little wine tasting. Went to wine country. Yeah, we were in Solvang, California. I posted one picture from uh, the winery. But I got like, a free bottle of wine out of that. Yeah, it's really, it's really just a booze cruise. We 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 really just pub crawled it, but spent more money. You know what I mean? Yeah, a There's more expensive pub crawl. People, That's one way to celebrate St. Patty's. If anyone has never been on a on a wine tasting, all it is 
is you show up to a place, they charge you 15 bucks, and you try six different types of their wine. That's it. Six miniature glasses of wine. So you're probably getting to maybe a little over... I would say you probably have one glass total per tasting. See, I think it's more. I think they start... Because they, well, I guess it depends on the pour, but yeah. some of the places they had tiny pours. So I feel like that adds up. Maybe a glass and a half. Yeah, but it's still... And, and it's pure sugar. Wine is pure sugar. So here, for the last month, I've been trying not to eat like a you know like a pig and then we're going away with your with Tasha's one of her friends and there's they're all younger people and I'm trying to get my body in shape for the hot tub because believe it or not your boy Dave doesn't want to look like an asshole in the hot tub I know I could just float around like you know neck neck up but uh I, I want to look like a desirable um yeah. Don't pan it towards me. They don't care. They don't want to look at me. All right. They're the fat fuck. He's gone. If we they could fit both you. of us in the picture, I would. It, but. This is super distracting. Leave it. It's fine, but it's super distracting to me. We have. We literally have seventeen. You're monitors. the one who puts up forty five cameras every time we do this. So it, I don't want to hear about adding my one live guys. Thanks for watching. I appreciate. How many people your are watching support. yours? 19, I 17. Got, I got two watching mine. <laughs> <laughs> and my, like, my two are probably just people look, looking for porn and they've like accidentally not clicked out so they're still watching. Hey, how are you? Thanks for supporting. Now, we don't really promote the live version because I put this up on the YouTube channel afterwards. But, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt to cast a net, right? Throw it out there for the folks. Last episode... We uh, we uh, had uh, Ben Horton on, ben Horton photographer. Yeah, that was a great episode. If you guys didn't listen to it yet, you should definitely check it out. What number was it? Two seventy four. I'm little. I'm here's the thing. I'm just weirded out by what's going on. We always talk. People, you know, talk Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. Whenever anyone fucks with technology, everyone gets mad. The algorithm's all off. For some reason, some of these episodes aren't being seen so what you have to do if you are a listener you have to make sure you are subscribed and up to date update all your software i don't care where you listen but it just it just freaks me out to think that some people you know remember gary cocaine Mm -hmm. like like where did he go he's still on instagram he's on instagram because he used to watch my bachelor recap videos and comment all the time and then he just disappeared and and for those people listening I worry about you sometimes. I'm like, well, I haven't heard from you at all. There's a Dara. Where the fuck are you? You know what I mean? Like, I think, uh, you know, but we've gotten crazy amounts of new listeners. So I'm not trying to, you know, take roll call on the two people that have stopped listening or maybe they didn't, but they're just like, you know what I mean? So anyway, uh, it's, what's funny is, um, I was talking to somebody who, who listens to the podcast. I think they wrote on Instagram they mentioned how like, uh, crazy the numbers must be and the you know because last because uh, the last episode we mentioned that we got recognized at a bowling alley but the truth is we don't have that many people listening so you still have to share it with your friends it's not like yeah a, i mean we're doing all right but we love it when you help us grow it's insane the level that people reach that are making good money doing this that is insane to me because you know what I mean, like well, for, like the Joe Rogan, he's the top of the food chain, right? So he's he's making you know how many millions of listeners do you think he has per episode? Say. Fifteen million. I mean, it's hard to say. And how do you quantify that? Because like we were talking when Dre was on, we were talking about like uh, f- trying to equate like followings or viewers to like oh that's the size of the Rose Bowl stadium or that's whatever. Two million would be like a small state. It'd be like triple the size of Rhode Island. So like. Everyone 15 tuning million in. is like all of Los Angeles. It's like when the moon landing happens and everyone's watching through, you know, the the windows at the JC Penney's on the, you know, the set TV, like that's what it So, uh we've got, you know, a couple thousand people per episode. So we, you know, um 
people come and go. So out of a couple thousand, two are watching right now. So it, you know it collects over time. Joe Rogan posts an episode and he has three hundred fifty thousand just on the live stream. Now most podcasts that have significant numbers don't have anyone who watches on the live stream because it's you know you got it really has to be appointment TV. It's got to be dudes at their office like that are, are yeah. To that's click what I was in. thinking. Do none of those people have jobs? They're or, able to tune in for an hour on the live stream, whatever time it records. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is how automated um, and monotonous the workplace is now. Like we have the 40 hour work week, which, you know, for, you know, cubicle monkeys, it's really probably 50, 55 hours that people are spending a week working. Plus they have their phones out all, you know, all weekend, whatever. Most people, they, they don't, they don't turn that off yet. They don't have that much work to do. Most people can get all their work done in 15. I mean, it's what well, that's what that, that's the whole, like, I think Scandinavian system, right? Is that they only work like 20 hours per week, but they technically yeah. are like more productive than we are with our 40 hour work weeks because they show up. They know they're only going to be there for four hours. They get their stuff done and they go home. The thing Instead I used to of, do. Instead of like just watching the clock tick by and like scrolling through Instagram. My old advertising job, right? The one I got fired from. The thing you would do is you'd stumble into work hungover, make sure you do a lap so everyone can see that you're in the office. Then you go take a dump for the next half hour. Like, and that's, I, trust me, I am not alone. There are, like, men are spent, billions of this economy are spent with dudes taking a dump after they checked in with the boss. They have an app for that. It's called, like, the poop calculator or something i don't know what it's, no it's really like you can type in your salary and then you time your poop and it tells you how much you just got paid to poop i'd like to know how many people are listening while they're shitting i'd like to know how many minutes people have listened to the podcast while on the dumper let us or maybe know. having sex let us know. on average type how in, hey, long is your poop my um uh, my feed is up to four people so i think i'm taking over the world one uh, men's basketball team at a time four <laughs> people plus me i'm running an empire right now <laughs> Anyway, so we go. So we go out with uh, Ashley. She Ashley turns twenty five. I'm not talking shit about it. We use her name. Ashley's turning twenty five. We go to her her wine her wine event. Wine birthday. I don't know. I mean, we were. I don't know if we were the first people to pass out. I think other people passed out, rallied, and went back out. But we were the first to be like, "Fuck it, we're staying in." I just couldn't drink anymore. I was like awake and up and able to go out, but unless it was going to be pizza, I wasn't interested. It. I, I wasn't a, interested in more wine. We started drinking at like 1 p.m. I had a hangover by 7 or 8 p.m. Yeah, I I felt very bad at 11 o'clock oh. that night. So I the, had my, like normally you wake up and you have your hangover the next day. I had my hangover that night, which makes sense if you count it down hours wise. And here's the deal. Like 12 hours later. We're staying in a two bedroom suite. Two bedroom, two bath, couch, whatever. But nobody, no, we don't check in till we've already done the wine tasting so we've all had 65 different types of merlot right we've all got the wine farts shits whatever it is rosacea i mean it's just affecting us like we are wounded warriors we check in we immediately steal a bedroom but then there's so many people staying there that they had to have the non-couples bundle up because they didn't want to put the couples with other couples although that would have been interesting if we slept in the bed with um that one chick you took the photo with that would have been interesting because you ever wonder, like, what if... Four it, people in I'm one I'm just bed. saying, what if your arms roll over, and next thing you know, you got a boner on you, you're tapping it, thinking it's yours, and it's not, and it's the other guy's, and then I wake up, and I'm spooning. sucking the wrong tip. That actually is something I feel like I could in, get into. I don't know about, like, a group 
sexual situation. Hey, folks, now we're talking. But I could absolutely get into like, you know the Kanye photo where it's like all of them like spooning in the bed? I could get into a big group spoon. Are we talking spooning or sex? No, spooning. You wouldn't have sex with that couple? I think I'd like to try a spoon I'm not first. saying I'm not saying I want to have sex with that. What's her name? Pip? We should totally tell Pippi Pip. Longstocking. I'm not... Well, what's her name? Pipstagram? Pippi Longstocking. Pipstagram has her Instagram. I'm not saying I'd want to have sex with her or with him. I'm just saying they were a good-looking couple, and you start to wonder if you're going to be doing wine tastings out and about with different couples, how do you size up if you want to fuck them or not? Does, does life get... I don't think that's the thing that most people are thinking. I, I think, think a lot of people are talking group sex. I think a lot of people are out there talking group sex. You know that I heard that there is um, a, there are plants that mean that you're a swinger. And Instagram, let me know if you guys have heard this before, but I'm pretty sure that the pineapple is a symbol of Fuck swingers. Yeah. Fuck and yeah. it's funny because the pineapple has become very popular SpongeBob recently. SpongeBob SquarePants. No, it's become very popular in like home decor. So you see like golden pineapple cooking jar or whatever. You see this My stuff. My mom out about had a brass pineapple growing up. Growing up, and now I'm wondering. No, no. Okay, so here's the other thing. Never met my father. Maybe my mom was, you know, taking There's it to go. There's uh, this type of like tall grass, and I forget what it's called. Lemongrass. Uh, that also. No, it's like a, a plant. It's Willows. Not, babe, just corn. It's a type of tall grass. And apparently, if you use it in your landscaping, that means that you're a swinger. Well, that's pretty vague. <laughs> you can no, like, but I, I was reading this thing about this one lady who like couldn't real couldn't figure out why like random couples like from the neighborhood were always like coming over. Which uh, which of our couple friends would you have sex with? I don't know because you wouldn't have you have to take you have to take the guy and the girl. So if it was Cherub, even- you'd have to take Mark. You know what I mean? Versus if it's Sarah Ann, you take Gooch. And you might not be sexually t- attracted to Gooch, but he's kind of like my brother. So it's not like he's... So you're more comfortable with having sex with your brother? I'm not... No, 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 no. no it's like a swapsies. I don't... No, don't... It's not group sex? It's Yeah, but the guys aren't touching. It's group sex like guys are on the outside. Girls are interchangeably in the middle. You know what I mean? Like guys... Yeah, that doesn't sound fair at all. Well, guys don't get to... No, 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 no. This isn't group sex where the guys are jacking each other like off. I don't like this hypothetical at all. Which of our I couples? I didn't even... I Darren? thought I, I'm ready to try group spoon. That's okay. what I'm ready okay. for. Okay, group spoon. But maybe you touch a dick. Maybe you do. But we're all in PJs. Some boners are hard. Group spoon. Would you rather have Gooch and Sarah Ann, Darren or Claire, or Channing and Crystal? Oh, I just threw the Channing and Crystal in there. D, none of the above. She wants that D, everybody. She said it herself. <laughs> All right, fine. Because for your friends, <laughs> I even though, I don't think that that's smart for you to answer. It, I wouldn't want Josh and Amy. They're too tall, and I wouldn't <laughs> want. To, I, in in none of these circumstances, am I worried about my penis size against theirs? But I but because I'm what, I'm not I'm not by no means saying I'm big. I'm not e- even implying that I'm not saying I'm big. Sounds like <laughs> I'm not. But I'm not like micro, like aggression, if you will. Pompous um, grass, the not so secret swingers plant. Thank you. Boy, pompous grass. Pompous grass. When you're trying to pomp that ass, <laughs> get pomp. Pomp. What an uh, aggressive uh, name for a grass. <laughs> Jeez, this guy is pure pompous grass. No, your friends. Ah, see, here's the thing. If I say fr- if I say friends that I would like to cuddle with that are single, then that's weird. But I'll say this, and one of them's pregnant. That pregnant couple's very cute, right? You got what's her name? Pip. 
No, what's okay? The, just cool it because what, we don't know how out and about okay. everybody is about what's oh, going okay, on. Okay, we can't say their name, but she's pregnant and she was on. Um, <laughs> hey, folks, um, she was on that, right? I don't know, but either way, I don't think this is very polite of you to out people that are pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Should I bleep that out? Or yeah, I think you should. I gotta bleep that out. Yeah. I didn't even say her name. It doesn't matter if we have friends. If we have. Friends of friends that are listening that put two and two together. All right, sixteen minute mark. I got to go back you. and bleep that out. Jesus Christ! You can't have one hypothetical about couples you would want to spoon. I've been your... against this from the beginning. Are you though? I can. Can we zoom in on Tasha's eyes? <laughs> can we say how do we? I don't want to fuck with it. Are you against it? I think you got a weirdness inside of you. Uh, my only thing would be this: I would not want to find out from like some weird like chain message that you were kind of getting some dick from some other guy but the actual act i think that's what's so funny with um where men stand in society and this and that and tribally being the alpha is it the actual fact of a guy having sex with you that would bother me i don't know if that's what it is i think what it is the the reason why infidelity hurts so bad is because well, for example, I think I'm about to lose one of my clients, right? I think I'm about to get fired from one of my jobs. By the way, not sexually. You made we went from sex to you seeing a client. That okay. sounds <laughs> no. Okay, I'm glad you much. caught that. No, um, in in the modeling world, <laughs> my real <Still>. work, <laughs> more precise. My real work. Um, I think I'm about to lose a client, and even though I really am not super bothered by it because they drive me freaking nuts, it also sort of feels like a rejection of me. It's fucking you up, and I think that that's why. Um, that's why. That's what infidelity feels like. Is that you end up feeling like they went out searching for somebody else because you couldn't give them what you needed. So, are you so it looking feels at like a personal failing. Are you looking at the hypothetical like they need a chick with bigger tits or a flatter stomach? Are you thinking it like that? No, I just think it's like it, it's the emotional connection probably for me more than the sexual connection. But it's that oh, she has something that I can't give you, either emotionally or sexually or whatever. It, it makes me feel... Um, Inadequate. Exactly. But that's how women feel if they're like barren. Is that the right term, barren? What's the term for women who can't give birth, right? Barren? Yes. So women feel... I mean, I'm not to tell women how they feel, but you know, you, at least in society, you see this like thing where if a girl can't have kids, it's like, what's her identity? As if there isn't a million ways you can raise a house. Yeah, and that's definitely um, something that I think is like a societal pressure. That like it's a stigma that we've like put on women that they have to be mothers when many women choose not to be because that's just not something that they're interested in, and it's, it shouldn't be something that's shamed. But I think you're right when you know you tell somebody that they can't have kids, then it's like oh, that's why I can't I- like. In, like oh i'm not woman enough or whatever they end up feeling good and a guy doesn't feel that way if you can't uh sow a seed does That's he not true you think a guy feels uh watch mistresses the guy couldn't <laughs> knock up his wife I and now that. they're divorced I love because that. he had he had feelings what, of inadequacy what network is that on i need to is it abc i think it's abc i love that you've cited an example from america's broadcast channel abc <laughs> 
Oh, yeah? You don't believe it? Watch Nashville on CMT, season five. They <laughs> delve into this issue so you know no, it's I'm good. I'm just saying, do you know any men who have personally gone through that? No. Then you wouldn't know, but I'm sure that the same applies. You know, for people who really want kids, if you all of a sudden can't, it's a, it's a, it's a tough journey. Well, you know, it, 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 it's, uh, these things challenge where we rank in society. And you could, uh, as a guy, you could have erectile dysfunction. You could be, you could be balding. You could be any of these things that other people would be like, what the fuck do we care? But, uh, to you, it is a threat. And, and it's, and that's not healthy to at least feel that way. In today's world, I'm just 2018. Like, really? We're still fighting this primal, ingrained thing in our dna about where we stand we're still road raging you know we're doing all these stu- and i'm not saying i'm not guilty like i look at the podcast numbers if the day you know if this up you know just if this week it wasn't as good as last week i'm not comparing it to where it was four years ago i would have had a boner four years ago if we got a hundred downloads in a day now i'm like oh, that day sucked Fuck me. I suck. Let's go online and look at people who are doing better than I am. And then I get angrier and angrier. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, why, do, why is this a thing? Like, so social media is another, is just an example. It, it used to be one thing tribally, you'd know if you were balding. Now, not only do you know you're balding, you get to look at Zac Efron's eight pack and realize, and then you go like, oh, but he's a fucking kid, whatever. And then you look at his date of birth on IMDb and he's your age and you're like, oh, fuck me in my ass with some pompous grass. That's it for me. Uh, I think I blew a load on that rant, but you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but why are you sort of engaging in that kind of toxic behavior? You got to put the phone down sometimes. You have to put the phone down sometimes. Yeah, I put the phone down. Do you? Yeah, I put the phone down. Yeah, and then you get out the iPad and you (laughs) you enlarge. You're like, now I can see it on a bigger screen. That's not true. I can look on a bigger screen at why I'm disappointed in life. That's not true. You You got a lot of things that are itching at you. I got a lot of stuff on my mind and on my plate these past couple weeks that I'm just personal stuff that I'm dealing with. But you don't want to talk about it? No, I'm not quite ready to talk about it yet. But uh, we are expecting a, a new group of downloaders. No, that's not a. No, we're not having kids as of today, which is uh, March 2018. You might be listening to this years down the road, and we've got like 19 kids, <laughs> or maybe by three episodes from now, I have a tragic accident, and you're listening to this postmortem, folks. Look, life is short. Is all I'm saying. You so are subscribe. in a super weird headspace I've had a today. Lot. I'm having a hard time following you jumping around. I've had a lot. I've had a lot of mortality things lately. By Why? no means am I suicidal. By no means. So I'm just saying that right now. But to think, and I'm by no means would I kill myself. But just because you aren't suicidal and you wouldn't kill yourself doesn't mean you don't think of like what would the world be like without me. Which, by all means, would keep on spinning. It would just have slightly less traffic on its podcasts you'd probably go to my competitors and listen to theirs and you know i mean i gotta stay alive or else you lose even more downloads because you know i'm not doing it by myself i don't know oh, how boy. to work any of it this shit is just gonna end <laughs> there'll be no like sign off and be like why, why did they stop uploading podcasts they'll look they at my died. instagram and figure it out but it's you know but it, 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 i not- think it's normal to have thoughts of mortality like it's a it's something that we're all afraid of right so it crosses people's minds and either you think about it and you get all weird and you dwell on it or whatever, or you completely block it out. That's what I do. I just pretend you block like it, it out. will never I think, happen. I think about things. So like this week, I was thinking about how my biological father is dead. I got to meet him a couple times. Uh, long story. But I was thinking 
I posted a status about something about the podcast, and my half brother Rick, whom we share the same father, whom I met when I was twenty, was like, "Dude, you gotta have me on your podcast." And my mind fucking blew up. Yeah. My fucking mind blew up. I got like emotional, and I was like, "Shit, I do need to have you on." Like, absolutely. Not only do I need to have you on, like, I'm not trying you to share talk info with other people like i need this for me yeah. i'm emotional i can't even bring it up without getting <laughs> emotional it's super awkward the one episode we live stream no don't show me i'm crying i'm not cr- i'm teary-eyed i've That's got okay. this whole world no it's totally fine i've got this by the way this nice led light we have really uh glossens my um wet eyes but i i had this moment i was stuck in traffic driving home i was like holy shit uh, this isn't sad dave this is um this is pure emotions but don't you think that that's like a sign from god or the universe or whatever that's like your heart that's what they talk about like like a calling right something pulls at your heartstrings so much that you get teary-eyed thinking about it or there's talking block, about it. There's a blockage in, but in my chest cavity. But that's cavity. how you know it's important. I think in general, in life, in 2018, we're all so desensitized. We're so good at like turning things off that bother us or like avoiding stuff that's awkward or annoying. And like we, we're not really in tune with ourselves and each other And I th- in the way that I think we are meant to be. And so when yeah. you when you can get a sign like that, an emotional sign, what a gift! It's, I wonder it's if he the feels universe the same telling way. you that this thing is very important to you, and you should act on it. Don't put it off. Let's make this happen because it's going to be really good for you. I remember where I was when I met Rick. Um, so what happened was, I'll get into this again in the future. But I really wanted to tease that, like I, this conversation that I'm going to have is going to happen soon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's going to happen soon. Next time we go to Kentucky, couple hour drive, whatever I got to do, I got to make it happen. But yeah, it was interesting because my mom left my dad when she was pregnant with me. So to think I'm not fucked, I wouldn't say I'm fucked up, but it it's added, you know, it's like I wasn't abandoned at eight years old at my birthday party. When, you know, the whole joke, I died, I went out for a pack of cigarettes, never saw him again. It, there was, there was just, there was just nothing there. So it's different than like some of, you know, you talk about how, you know, you had your grandparents raise you, in, in, you know, after school because your mom was working. Like, we've all got things that make make life slightly different than the next person. Mm-hmm. Little environmental things. Mine was growing up never once in my life talking about my father. My mom's just, you know, an incredible, like whatever I feel, she feels crazy guilt. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to feel that way. But she knows she raised her kids without a father. She remarried and we have a great stepdad. I mean, he's a great guy. But anyway, so not to like tell that whole story, but I, I was, I met, yeah, I met my, I met my brother Rick. He's older than me. He was in the Marines, all these things. I met him when I was 20, maybe 19, sophomore, uh, in college. And we just like, and he was the first one we met. And I've other siblings, nieces, nephews, all these crazy things. But we met the siblings, uh, my own personal siblings, way before I met my father, just because it was like, not this trip. And they, we didn't meet him that first trip. They reached out to you how on Facebook? Someone, I was. Uh, someone found you on Facebook? My aunt was married to a successful comedian. They, re- they Googled my aunt, Carolyn Clark, 
because she was in soaps. My aunt was in a bunch of different soap operas. And so back in the day, she not she was famous, but in that community, she was known. So when they Googled, they, they so this happened in like 2004. Literally, Google's new, right? It's it's now they're finally like, oh shit, we can do this. I'm sorry, this was 2001. It's not, it, it, it was a few years before we actually met them. So my so my siblings that I'd never met before, never even knew existed. Google my aunt get get my aunt's husband's fan page and reach out to him he's a wounded guy himself grew up without knowing his father so he was like ah, this is amazing tells my mom and then my mom's like i guess we got to have this talk and it's like i'm 17 years old and this is when i'm finding it out so it took a few years from finding it out to actually having conversations with and them. what had you known before then the God's honest truth is I knew my dad lived in Alaska. That's all I knew. And you never asked any questions or you didn't feel curious. Do you think that you were just sort of pushing that down that you didn't want to know? You didn't think it was worth it to know. The or Catholics like- don't ask questions. We would be the worst, the, the worst interrogator. You'd be in like in a, in a, in a room like Jesus. So, uh, do you, you sweep it on the rug? Okay. We don't know who murdered the guy. We just never felt like you don't. Yeah. It's like a thing. You don't, so, so to grow up and be, you just say, how did you not ask if you had siblings? I didn't. <laughs> like, I just didn't. You don't ask. So I never thought. I never even had the thought. I was only 17. So life was, like, life was moving on in its own thing. I had to step down and all these things, which is, which is crazy because I have a buddy, I won't out him right now, who just found out his dad isn't his dad and his real dad is his mom's friend and he looks just like his mom's friend and not his dad. And it's like, how did you not know? Well, because you're not looking. Yeah. Like you're not looking for these things. So, it, so for me not to know is like, whatever. Like, and then to find out, it, there wasn't some giant thirst. There wasn't that vacuous hole where like, I need to know about my family. I think that comes with time. You always see like your grandparents are always the ones working on the family tree. It's never like a kid. Kids kids are like, hey, whatever, right? Well, I think um, for me, I had curiosity about my family because my mom was adopted and I knew we couldn't get her records. Like, I think the curiosity was there because I knew that it was a mystery that would never be solved. But I got the sense from her talking to her, just sort of like I get the sense in talking to you right now, like she never really talked about it. And I don't know if that was some sort of thing where she was like, pushing it down, like suppressing it because she didn't want to have to face her feelings about it, whether they were feelings of abandonment or being unwanted or whatever. You know, I think that not knowing it's, it's an easier place to be, to just be like, I'll never know. I'm not going to think about it it because, because knowing is like a revelation. Right, yeah, you it might you, it might of, reveal something that that is uncomfortable, that feels sad or yeah. scary or whatever. I always knew my mom left my dad. I always knew that, so I didn't have this feeling like I wasn't good enough. I never had that feeling. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you want to pick me apart, everything I do is that Napoleon complex. Oh yeah, I'll show you. I, I think I got that more from my mom, just because my mom wasn't good at like she's good at complimenting me. But you know, I think just as a busy woman runs her own business, things like that, that you get left. You know, it's in my mom remarried, so you you get left with these. Uh, you know, you get left in the shuffle. 
so there, so I, I definitely developed that me versus the world mentality. I just don't know if it's, and it's hard to know for sure, but, but anyway, so there will be an episode where we, I'll, where I delve more into it, but it's interesting as the podcast goes from quote unquote sex, actually podcast to more of the sap. I really do love the idea of just like, you know, like a bench swing on a tree, just like, like getting old school with it. Just trying to find out some more shit about our worlds. I know we had mentioned that like you would have loved to um, be able to podcasted or not podcast, but record that conversation with your own grandmother. Yeah. But you know, it didn't happen. And it's probably one of my biggest regrets. You know, they, you, uh, people ask you, you know, about the time machine question, right? Like if you could have a conversation with anyone living or past, like I don't need to talk to Abe Lincoln. But I do wish that I had sat down with like a video recorder and talked to my grandma um, before, you know, before she was ill. And we can do that now. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but, you know, moving forward, you, we can just hit the record button on our phones and have that conversation. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it but to you be know, it's one of those crystal things crystal clear like, audio. Yeah. You got a low battery. But you know, you always you want it to be perfect. And uh with with my stepdad's mom, with my stepdad when his mom passed away a few years before she passed away, she was double PhD art history. She was this beautiful woman from Germany. She went during World War II. She met her husband who was an American soldier and they did the cliche thing where they have five kids and moved to the, you know, Massachusetts. She went from Germany to a mass hole. She literally went from like a donkey Shane to like a fucking, okay. But, um, I, I was. I remember talking to my stepdad. I was like, oh, I'd love to like interview. And this was before podcast existed. Yeah. But I was like, I'd love to. I was in college, and I was like, I'd love to like sit down and talk to your mom and just like grill her about all these things because she's like slowing down in the world. And he was like, Oh, she would never sit down and do that. And when you realize, like, my grandma was born in 1920, so she lived through like the Great Depression. But right? she would she was, tell like, you one stories. Of the first women. Yeah, she told us a ton of stories. But you know, you get older, your memory fades, the stories get fuzzy, and you wish that you like learned a little more. Like she was like one of the first women, you know, in the area that like went to college. Women didn't go to college back then. She went to college. She had a science degree. She like worked running tests on the airplanes during World War II in some factory. Like she was a badass woman. Did she have journals? Do you think? No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm always interested because like dating you. Uh, if you're new to this episode, this podcast, Tasha's my girlfriend here. Four year anniversary. Cheers to that. Wow. Just, spell, just celebrated four years. Staggering to the finish line, aren't we? <laughs> four years. What do we do? We did a booze cruise, wine tasting with other people. <laughs> yeah, on the fourth anniversary, you want to do as little as talking to each other as possible, I think is the key. No, but anyway, you're, um, yeah, I never had grandparents. So, like, I never, you know, to see you be able to, like, go visit your grandmother's is cool. And, you know, I still have one, but, you know, yeah, they helped raise you. It's, it's you know, it's like we, not only do we want to, we want to play the game of telephone where we, you know, take what we learned and pass it down to the next person. But also, you know, we're still young in the game, right? We're still young. Like we still have a lot to learn from our elders. And that's what I, when, you, when you're a kid and I think of like a 32 year old man, I'd be like, oh, this dude knows everything. Now here I am as a 32 year old man being like, I don't know much. And you know, I don't, I don't worry too much about what it is I don't know, but it's just, I have that, I just have more of a thirst than I had before. Yeah. You know, I just have more of a thirst to be like, oh, what was that like? 
yeah. living in the Midwest, you know, whatever. Because our both of our family, my, my my dad's family is in the Midwest, only a couple hours from your family. Which, in some crazy, you know, we this country is thirty five hundred miles wide, and our our family, my dad's probably only several hundred from your family. Uh, what was interesting that I'll just finish off on on my like sad dad stories was that the reason. Once, once, once they reached out to my family, and my mom was like, "Guess we have to address this." We found out that where my father was living, and the last my mom knew was that he was in Alaska, like raising huskies. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? You know, bot, you know, just uh, snow shush, slushy. What do they call this? They're smush, m- sm- smushing, mushing, mush, mushing, mush, mushing. <laughs> He's in Alaska, mushing animals, and then she finds out that. My aunt and uncle, my mom's sister, who who have they have their own church, lived, I want to say, less than twenty miles from my father. So in this whole world, and they only lived in that town because they were assigned to that town. My mom's family had mo- moved to this one town in St. Louis, Missouri, for like they were working. They were working for a church or something. They have since. Uh, no, they still live in the area. Point is, a lot of weirdness happened that that made that moment happen, and that time but as time goes on over a decade later i'm thinking i haven't gotten to know my brother or a lot of my people any better yeah the people that are still around and so you're realizing that like you know time time and circumstance made it kind of impossible for you to really get to know your father right you met him a couple times vietnam vet post-traumatic stress fucked up five different wives separately i think you know children a vietnamese wife when he when he had, like all over the map couldn't get his life together but you know there's no reason that you can't develop a relationship with your siblings yeah now. his siblings uh, my brothers and sisters weren't even raised by him so they have we all have our own steven story yeah like we all have our own like you know, they they were still they were close by, but I and I was farther away. But it was the same sort of deal. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting because uh, you know it's it's one thing when I like sort of interview or talk to friends or, f- or people that I know or even strangers. You get to know their story. I'm talking. I have to talk to a. I don't want to call him a stranger, but a, a a guy I don't know that well. That's my brother. <laughs> Strange. It's yeah. Bizarre. But so that'll happen soon, I guess. Well, you know, you'll know if you subscribe to this podcast. I'm not trying to like sell out either. I'm just trying to be real. Like I'm not trying to. These are just these are stories. Yeah, I've talked about it in the past. It's it just you know maybe it took 275 episodes. It'll be the big 300 episode. Dave meets his family. It'll be nice. I think I'm going to turn off this live stream <laughs> because yeah, go for it. It's distracting me, and also my battery is about to die. So live stream. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is only a little bit of the episode. We're going to have the full episode up on iTunes, or you can watch it on YouTube. It's streaming on YouTube right now or for the next while, right? Yeah, it's, we're it's on It's live YouTube. right now. Yeah, just search sex, actually, or tape. All right, on so tune in. You can hear the rest of this episode. Uh, thanks for watching. So we're still going to chug along. Um, yeah. For those that are listening, you're listening. Um, what do you want to talk about? I, I, I just pulled this book out. We were going to... Uh, you know, we were going to have our friend Katie Haller on the episode. She just got fired and dumped and all these things. So I thought it would be apropos. Is that the right term? To have you guys talk. Yeah. Because you just have, you know... Can I go pee? Yeah, go pee. Sure. Just press pause. Should I just press pause? All right. Pausing it. I'll just keep on rolling with it. So Tasha's in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know, 
I don't know. You just, you know, you play the cards you're dealt. And some, sometimes in the world, one, you know, maybe it means there isn't much going on in my life, controversially speaking, that I'm kind of tuning into like some unfinished business. You ever have that where you've got unfinished business and you're like, oh, I should really call my mom right now. I'm just saying how like, you know, if you're out in the battlefield, people are hitting you with bullets or whatever, you're dodging Frisbees, whatever you're doing, you're living in the moment. When you have that chance, like I did sitting in traffic to have that retrospection, that's when I think positive things happen. I think we both have things that still have to come off our chest. And I think by not addressing them, and by, me, by all means, no guilt. I, I'm clearly, I'm talking about both of us because I clearly have shit that you know is coming out. But... They're blockages. They're energy blockages. You don't have to be. You don't have to be a like super guru, Eastern religion fucking person to realize that that pit that you feel, wherever it is in your body, is a ball of energy that's not flowing through. Yeah, that's why. It's just, of course, that leads to diseases and weird things. That's why bad things feel bad. You know, like guilt or shame, they feel bad. They feel bad when you think about them. What were you talking about the other day? Oh, we were, we made a joke about Dine and Dash at that restaurant. And you were like, I would never because the guilt would kill me. Right? Yeah, I can steal it's, from cert- I can steal from corporations, but well, I can't take out of someone's tip jar. Great bragging about that. I can't. Babe. I can take. Um, I can I take. Can't a, because I have a moral compass. Let me ask you this. Imagine you're thirsty. You're real thirsty, but you don't want water. But all you have is a water cup at Chipotle. What do you do? You take a little bit of that Sprite. No, I just you make it look water. like water, <laughs> and then you get out of there and you go, "Gotcha!" That's what you do. What's wrong with you? So anyway, I'm not. I don't know. We got to move on. So yeah, thanks for bearing with us, folks. Look, I mean, not to say this is an interesting shit. I, sometimes I think it is super it's interesting. More interesting than I give it credit because it's just part of my life. But you know. Do you think I'm fucked up because of it? Do you think I've got like a ban- like do you think I've got abandonment issues? Or I don't whatever? think that you have abandonment issues, but I do think that like that you that a little bit of you is missing. Don't take this I'm the not wrong gonna, way. I will not take this the wrong way. But like I I feel <laughs> bad for you that you didn't have an amazing male role model growing up. I really feel bad for you that you didn't have that because I think that my parents, and we all know all parents make mistakes and like there's no such thing as perfect. And it took me for a long, a long time to sort of like forgive them for their shortcomings. Um, we know, <laughs> but By my way, point your par- your is that are, oh. my parents are great. They really are. You know, like we definitely did not get along back in the day and we had our whole host of issues, but I do think that they taught me good lessons without trying. Um, or without really trying. Like, you know, my mom is very independent and um, she's strong and she she works for a living. And she's like, she's just like kind of a badass woman. And, um, you know, maybe like being like the sensitive, nurturing mother, like didn't really come natural to her. But I do appreciate what she taught me about being like a strong, hardworking, independent woman who like gets shit done for herself. And my dad, you know... I think he did a great job of like being a feminist father. You know, he raised two girls. We have a brother now, but like for a long time, it was just my mom and my sisters and him. And I think he really set a good example in like, he's got a quiet, uh, 
sternness. They definitely <laughs> didn't have, well, yeah, but they didn't like really adhere to like traditional gender roles in our house. And I really appreciate that. But he was a loving, caring, encouraging father. Makes a great sandwich. He does. He actually does cook good food. He's, He's <laughs> such a good cook. When your dad's cooking breakfast, I'm like, fuck you. We're doing waffles today. <laughs> My dad's a great cook. And, um, but you know, it's that, it's that, that I feel for you that you missed is having like a man that shows you how it's done. And you can't always say that like the guy who shows you how it's done is necessarily doing it right or like 100% good or whatever, but you learn lessons from them nonetheless. Yeah. I, um, I agree. I, what, what, and this might be tough to articulate. What I was told growing up was that when you don't have that guy, that others like rally around and like, and I've truly believe they did. I mean, people, you know, friends with fathers, like they took care of me. Yeah. But you never saw your dad love your mom in the kitchen. True. You know what I mean? You never saw your dad like put his arm around her, smack her on the butt or like, you know, smack some drawer. of my <laughs> favorite memories are like my dad coming home from work like in a really happy banging mood. your mom and then you're behind the couch <laughs> and he's like oh tasha's here no them like putting records on and dancing in the kitchen or like dancing in the living room you know like yeah i think it's so important to see but then giving have, each other love and i'm not saying that I would have, then i would have been a normal person and i wouldn't have done this podcast you know what i mean like there's something to be said for and for I'm having not that saying thirst. either that you don't know what love is. I'm sure you saw your mom give love in a million ways and, you know, your sister and your stepdad and your stepbrothers, uh, your stepsisters, but... What is love? Baby is what... I'm not saying that you, like, don't know what love is. No, I know. I'm just and saying you, and that you also, it's something that I, that I wish you had seen. Yeah. Or, like, wish you had an example yeah. for. And, and I don't... And I'm not... I don't know. I don't mean to come off defensive because yeah, I, it, I don't, I don't know what I didn't have. And, and by all means, very, very rare that this is sort of a topic and that this is sort of um, like an excuse for who I am. I'm happy with who I am, but yeah, it, it, we all, we all lack something. No, we're not all perfect. Like spiritually. I mean, my belief is spiritually, we kind of get in these flesh shoots to try to figure some shit out. And it would be if we if we knew the cards to the flesh suit. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. here in this physical earth. It's all fake, right? It's all fake. What is this shit? You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing here? There's a soul inside of us, and it and it carries weight. And when we die, the soul leaves us, and we crumple back into the earth. And I believe that soul doesn't go away. That's just me. Um, not so cynical. It's just me. You know what I mean? So I wonder, like, if if my soul had a reason for being here, it is part of it to learn, you know, you know, some some things with love. Because yeah, I do come off super needy. I get so mad when dudes, uh, when I don't feel like they're kind of reciprocating whatever sort of like uh, broness I have with them. I go, oh, they're not, they're not one of my guys. I'm very tribal with that. But I don't get mad when like Gooch and Darren hang out because they live near each other. No, that doesn't bother me at all. I actually like it. It's almost like I don't, I don't have to feel guilty if I don't get to see them enough. They can just play with themselves and be like, oh, I wish Dave was here. And I'll be like, I'll catch you next time. That's why people have like open marriages. Yeah. So they're like, Ugh, I, I just don't need him bothering me. He can go bang somebody else. Have you ever thought of having sex with Darren? No. Because I, I want him to listen to this episode. You've never thought, like, I wonder if Darren's got a decent sized dick. No. You've never, do you think he's got a small dick? 
Are you thinking about all of your friends' girlfriends wondering? No, but I'll say this. I think every guy who's listening, you want to be honest, thinks about like, I I think like, I, I wonder how Darren and Claire have sex. Yeah, fuck yeah. Absolutely. And I know Sarah Ann and but Gooch. But do you think I've, about I've having to, sex like with my girlfriends or like your friends' girlfriends? You're asking me tough questions, Tasha. Look, no, this I want an answer. You're, you're telling me. asking me these dumb hypotheticals the whole episode. Let's just assume Let's this. Let's get in on your Let's dumb. assume this. Any girl who's attractive... I've w- wondered how the sex would go with them. So if so, don't get offended if it's your 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 friend, your sister, or no, I'm just I, what's wrong. With I'm you? telling you the you male thought about having sex with my sister. No, that's not what I said. That is what you said. No, I'm saying you thought about how it would go. That's what you said. Every guy looks at a girl and goes, "I wonder, how, you know, what they would look like naked." And then from there, your mind might go to like this or that. Yeah, that's normal. That's coworkers. It's disgusting. It's disgusting to not. You know, I I understand there. If there's a guy listening with his wife or girlfriend in the car right now, honey, and then the girl's like, honey, do you think of my sister? He's gonna go, no. This guy's an idiot. He's a lunatic, bro. I know you don't have to tell the truth. I get it, but we're being honest. Uh, if you if you were like wondering, like like oh. You know, Joey is a strong guy. I wonder if he could just pin me down and fuck me. I would kind of understand. I'd still be kind of like taken back because he's stronger than me. But like, I would understand. Like, that's a primal instinct to like sexually. You, you we, our guest last week, you wanted to fuck. You know what I mean? Every, Only a little bit. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. And you, and you can have them, Ben, yeah, if you're listening. I don't- Think about every, and there are guests like, every dude on the street or my or your friends low, low, or my girlfriend's boyfriends. Let, None of that would ever occur to let's me. Let's use people that have been on the podcast because people who listen low from a few episodes ago, I would rather have sex with than Dre from a few episodes ago. Nothing against Dre. Uh, you, you you might say Dre's even better looking than Lowe. Who knows? You know what I mean? You could make any of those arguments. But you're imagining having sex with both of them and then putting us all in our ranking? No, no, no. There's no ranking. It's very binary. Would I have sex with you or not? In most, in most, most. I feel women, like you are digging yourself into a deep hole right now. Which is where I'll be masturbating alone. They've <laughs> having sex himself in a deep ditch that he dug. Uh, trench I warfare, wanted to folks. say something about what you were talking about earlier. There's this lady called Sylvia Brown, and a lot of people think that she's like a huge crock, but um, she has like a spirit guide named Franny, I think, um, who says that what you were talking about with souls that like, we know what we're getting ourselves into before we come to earth. And that like, it's sort of like a choose your own adventure type thing. You get like more points for doing like a harder life. And like, and you're, and you're like doing points to like get to Nirvana, right? Karma thing. It's a karma thing. You're getting more points to get to Nirvana and either you can like choose easy lives over and over, but you don't like level up every time, you know, like it, if you do a hard life then you get more points and you level up and you're one step closer to like Nirvana because you've learned your lessons. But if you choose an easy life, you might not learn those lessons. And so then you don't get those extra points and you don't level up and it takes you longer to get there. You know, it's interesting. I'm so competitive with the things I decide to do in this world. I'm always like, oh, I'll run that fucking marathon. I was seeing this today when I was out for a run because they just had the marathon, you know, some guy, some comic, Burke Kreischer was like, he ran five and a half hours and 
he's a big guy. That was a big deal. I ran three hours and 47 minutes when I, and I was 19 when I ran my marathon. But I only ran the marathon because some other dude was bragging how he was going to so run a marathon. you were like my brother's age. Yeah. This other dude... It, it, when you're I, 18 and 19, you can do anything. No. No, no, no. Long distance running is, is an old man's game. Trust me. You're supposed to be 35 and older to run a marathon. It doesn't mean I have Ty and a, Nikki. I know a bunch of people that run marathons at a younger age, but I separated my kneecap like 20 miles into the race and like limped to the finish line. But I had this like fucking, I'll show you kind of thing. And no one was like, Dave can't run a marathon. But, but some other guy being like, but I want to run a marathon. a competitive go, spirit. Yeah. But that competitive spirit goes to a lot of things. Um, and it goes into stand-up. And it goes into baseball. Man, I'm playing baseball the other day. And I'm like, the fuck am I doing? I got to follow a guy who's still playing independent leagues, right? And I'm trying to gas it up next to this guy. And, like, I don't have, like, one thing or another where, like, that's my thing. I'm trying to be competitive in different directions. But when I, when it comes to, like, hitting the golf balls with a buddy, I don't have to be competitive. There's certain things I don't have to compete at. It's when I decide, do I got it or not? That's when I become competitive. Uh, Are you competitive about our relationship? Um, uh, yeah, that's a tough question because uh, I think the healthy form of competition is like wanting to earn as much as you, wanting to provide for you and those types of things. Do I beat myself up over it? I don't know how healthy it is when, not, when, when you look at it on a day-to-day level that I'm not there. Big picture, no competition. Big picture, no competition with you. We just live a life where you're successful, that, I'm successful. I didn't mean that you are competing with me. That's not what I meant. I meant, do you feel that you are competitive for us? Do you feel like you have something to prove by making I'll say our this. relationship work? I. That's a good question. I am not competitive when it comes to like whether or not I think you will choose another guy over me. That's something I think when you leave it all on the table and you do your best, you don't you don't fear. You feel dis- detached from like other people's choices. Yeah, like Ben. Good. National Geographic photographer. Amazing. Nothing against it. Not what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? So I'm pursuing my but do I re- do I have days where I'm I have failure? Like yesterday, right? I'm, you know, I ended up not going on stage because the fucking room was horrible and the energy was bad. And I was like, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Did I come home and feel like a failure? Not a micro level, but then I have, but then I look back on the successful days and I go, Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. I got things going on, and and I have to constantly tell myself that all the good things because I work in a in a career where failure is so not only predominant, it's the thing that makes you better. Yeah. So I don't have that world where I've had that success day in and day out. I mean, this week... But life in general is not like that. No matter what, even when you've got it all together and you have a winning life, everybody encounters roadblocks from time to time. Some people skate, though. Some people skate. And that means either they're not trying hard enough... Or, or they're living that you world you talk about where they're just like, hey, we're oblivious. playing this game on easy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. But um, I truly believe that like everybody encounters roadblocks at some point in their life. And maybe there are a lucky few who don't. But um, that's a skill that you have to develop about how, about how to manage your own feelings and expectations. About how to give yourself pep talks. Uh, and, and like pick yourself up off the floor and say, I'm, I'm going back out tomorrow and I'm doing it tomorrow. And here's my thing. I'm a pep talk guy. We talked earlier today where you're like, Dave, I don't, you, you told me you, you didn't think I was being supportive. And I was like, uh, I may, like, 
I'm not saying – I didn't get defensive. I wasn't like, I am supportive. I was like, what am I not doing? And you were like, I need a pep talk. Oh, I can do pep talks. I do I do my solo episodes are just pep talks. You're people just pep talking pep talking yourself. People think I'm talking to them. I'm giving myself a pep talk. Like you have to be when you're in that world of like, you know, jump leap in the net will appear and one door closes another one opens. I mean, these are all things I firmly believe in, but it's a practice. Mantras and saying these these laws it is of a daily attraction practice. it's a practice. Mm-hmm. And you're going through something that you're you're dealing with the aftershocks of an event out of your control and you have to decide which road to take i don't want to be the guy who's like hard and on you who's like no you need to you know you're not the type of person where i you know military you where i'm like you get out there and you do this you'd be like fuck you just hug me you know what i mean you're some i have to learn that you're not the type who the I, hard ass that I present myself as versus a, if a buddy's like down and I'm like, dude, sew up your twat. Don't be a fucking cunt. And I'll tell That's my buddy not that very nice. I know. But it, like, like Darren, get up there. You're fucking better than this. If you know, like if I have a buddy who's like, you know, um, <laughs> I can like smack them and be like, dude, are we not in this together? Am I going to let you fail? No. So get the fuck up and get out there and go do what you got to do. And those are those. There's those types of people, and then I think women in general, to to be to be super generalizing, just want support. But men are like, no, this is what you got to do, and you're like, I don't need you to tell me what to do, fuckwad. I just want you to know how I feel, and that's what is so hard for men. Uh, so uh, I want to I want to fly through this book. It's a jungle out there, Jane. Someone had me get this before. Um, so it's a jungle out there, Jane. Um, anyway, understanding the male animal in your life. I can see how this book would cause so many ripples in today's world because a woman wrote this book about how to deal with your man and how he is. And it's not 1950s, but it's certainly not 2018. It's from like, you know, when a man puts his key in the lock of his front door, whether it's a door to a trailer, a tract house in the burbs, an estate in the country, a boat or a treehouse, he's dealing with ancient history as well as modern reality. Emotionally, he wants his woman and children to pay homage to the arrival of the king. At the very least, he wants his minions to give him some peace and quiet while they scuffle off to make his meal and fluff his pillow for the night. What? That's what guys want. How many times do I walk through the door and I'm like... That's what I want too. How come nobody's writing a book saying, treat your wife like the queen she is when she comes home, fluff her pillow and feed her? book at Barnes & Noble is about how to fluff up your women. Every book. It's not That's not true. And I'm telling fl- you, no men are reading those books. But here we either. go. Realistically, men understand that their women have had a hard day too. They want to listen and be supportive. They want to fix whatever is bothering her, make her problems go away. But a man knows he can't control his woman's work environment or her feelings, so he's stuck. His whole being wants to protect her, but he knows he can't. This is the struggle. A modern male at home struggles between the forces of his nature, his desire to be nurtured, and his need to protect. Often this internal battle results in a weary warrior plopped down on the couch in front of the tube, his wife angry and resentful and feeling used. She attacks, he retreats, and his lair, supposedly his refuge from the jungle, is tense and uncomfortable and about as safe and welcoming as a snake pit. Should we go on the couch and watch YouTube now? <laughs> it's 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 crazy. I mean, I'll 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 read more about this book later. I was just highlighting some things, but it's like, and I'm not. And by you were kind of thinking I was going to read all these quotes from the book and and just put you on blast. But it's funny because men, it's I really do walk in the door and I go, look at me when I come home with like food. 
it really is like a tribal thing. Like I killed a deer and I got dragged the antlers in. Meanwhile, like, you just picked up a pizza from Little Caesar. And then I <laughs> open it in front of you and I'm like, look what the king bestowed upon the village. And it's like, we get it. It's a $5 hot and ready. <laughs> Extra pepperoni. <laughs> Their pizzas are good. Um, anyway, there's a whole bunch of shit in here, but I, I guess I guess I don't have time to get into it. But it's interesting because... A lot of what it's saying, it's like, look, we all have the right, we're all equal, but we're not created the same. You know, and men, you know, we're here to protect. We, what are you looking at? I Try. was getting ready to open our uh, questions on Instagram. Oh, you have questions? I don't know. I was going to look and see if I did. Open them right now. And I, I was, all I was going to say is that it's just, it's just interesting, you know, in today's world, God, you know, if you, if you, you know, if you say not all genders are created equally, you know, you get uh, you get kicked out of college or whatever. But it's not that we're not equal. It's just men and women have had just different roles. I think what happened in the last the last couple of generations is that men, what, you know, men were in a position of power. Are you listening? Yeah, I'm 100%. Men were in a position of power, so we whatever you know we you know we assumed that money and power were all the same. So bringing home the bacon was the only important thing. Make my sandwich, lady. I, I brought home dinner. You know that whatever. But what it is, what it means is that you know women are better at multitasking different little things, and men can sometimes be more big picture in the sense of like this is my home, I want to protect it, I want to protect you. Like we're like I never looked at myself looked at it as a protect protector type of thing because it's just you and I and the dog. We're not like we don't have kids or like things like that. So I don't know. Like I look at it as we just men. Men I think want more affirmations than you you could even imagine. I don't think it's just me. I think men want their belly rubbed way more than people think. And but that just they're not talking about it. You yeah. think that's why they're and not admitting that they need this? Why do you think like, I mean, like hookers and things like exist? We Sometimes you'd rather, guys would rather pay a chick Someone to, to blow them and call them daddy than, than confront their own family and be like, babe, look, I'm just not feeling right today. I need to be told, you know, all these things. And that's what it comes down to. Like, like what if you if you and other women out there in whatever role you want you could be a gay couple or trans whatever you don't care whatever this could be the complete swap you could be the feminine dude and she's the masculine whatever point is if you feel that way it is tough balls to acknowledge it's easy on the podcast because i'm like sort of setting an example but it's hard to be like babe i'm get i'm getting my ass kicked out there do you know what I mean? This is the place where I need the most pride. This is this is my den. Touch I, me and tell me I'm pretty. Yeah. Slap my ass. And I would tell you this all the time. Pinch my ass. Tell me to get out there and be a goddamn hero. Like I, I want the simplest of shit. I really do. Yeah, but you're right. It is hard. I think that it, it it's a vulnerable thing to ask for what you need. Yeah. It's hard to do. And sometimes you just don't know what you need. And I and I've realized we've talked about oh Dave needs affirmations yeah yeah but I don't need like I'm a big sales guy you got to sell me don't be like Dave you killed it on this podcast this week I loved uh, insert affirmation <laughs> here I don't need that I need I need to like look in your eyes and you'd be like babe man I know you're working not only are you working hard like you are just talented as shit because what you don't realize is like I'm I'm just out there fucking throwing shit out the wall like it's not a huge 
pity party. I'm not trying to have this as a pity party. It's just a couple days go by or a week or two goes by. You tell you what, I have a good show, a good audience. I'm fucking coasting. I'm coming home, slapping you on the butt, motorboat in your nose. I'm all over the place. Never motorboat my nose. <laughs> it's called a butterfly kiss. But you know what I mean? You know when I come in and like I feel I have that rejuvenation and I don't always get that from work and and what what the thing is is well is your partner responsible for your happiness no they aren't but as long as we know we have each other's back then the days when we need it we get it and you don't and sometimes when you're when you are having a tough day tough go at it you don't think i have your back which is insane to me because i know deep down i would fight fucking battles for you i just always feel like you're more concerned with your own stuff to like you're so, you're so wrapped up in your own stuff that you don't even notice mine. And and I guess yeah and I and I hear that and I guess to me it's like well I have a certain amount of processing for my stuff and a certain amount for and you. And you've got 0.01% left over for me. I have a kilobyte. <laughs> no, it's um you, but you're right that uh I definitely uh water down like what I do to very simple things. And I, and I become obsessive over it because that's the competitor in me. That's looking at the downloads. That's like, how fast can I throw? How can I outrun this? I mean, I challenged a guy to a 100-meter sprint. Like, what am I doing? I'm 32. <laughs> Turning 33 next month. Send gifts to P.O. Box, uh, whatever. I should get an Amazon gift list. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, I, I become a psycho like that. But deep down, I know that you're, you're on my side. So when you don't feel like your priority, when you, when you're a priority, I don't know. I just wish you would say it in a way that was emotionless, rather than showing me you don't think you're a priority. It would just be so much easier. I don't know what you mean by that at all. Sometimes you're good at telling me, babe, I need a little restorative love happening, and I can go, okay, I can totally have plenty of time. It's like it's and, and we're, we're good, we're good now, and it's a good conversation, and I, I think you feel that way too. It's just a it's a positive conversation, but there are times when a fight lasts 15 hours longer than the 15 seconds that it could have been fixed, and I'm not blaming you, and I'm not blaming me. I'm just saying it what we need to do a better job is like freeze right at that moment where shit's going in a weird place. And we go and we have a but marriage you know, coach. Come like in. you say that, but I think that a lot of times that doesn't happen because of somebody's ego at the one hour mark. Tasha blamed me. She pointed <laughs> with her thumb. If you're listening. No, okay. Here, I'll, let's be real. Both of us need to keep our egos in check and it's a hard thing to do. Easier said than done. But when you are coming from a place of hurt and you're like full of emotion, it it is hard to detach from your feelings and have an emotionless evaluation of what's really going on. How do we... So we, what do we do? We, uh, we, we 20 push-ups. I mean, literally 20 push-ups. Like if the decimal meter went louder, like it'd be great if like Alexa... You know, we say we got Alexa and she could just hear the tone because it's not always. And the, they call, it was like a ref blows yeah. a whistle. Time out. <laughs> Alexa's like, uh, Tasha, please lower your voice and do 50 crunches. Dave, please carry on. You did nothing wrong. Uh, I'd be yeah, like, yes. Right. No, that's a good. We I should, know Alexa's got my back. We should do that. Uh, oh, boy. Can you imagine the Patriot Act? Can you imagine some dude, some like low level government guy who's forced to listen to us talk? He's like, our bullshit all day long. The fucking job I got. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough to drive anybody nuts. Can we read an email? 
Yeah, let's do Sexactuallypodcast that. Sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. We get some cool emails here and there, some we share with you. And Natasha uh, hasn't seen this one, so let me read it. Um, uh, and by the way, I love it that people decide what name they want to be called. So this girl, uh, I won't say her name. She tells me she, you know, what, what she wants her pseudonym to be. Because, because guys, you can write in. I'm not going to say a real name. Uh, hey, Dave. Uh, I'll call myself Jenny. I've been listening to your podcast for a while now, but I never wrote in. Mostly because I'm always on the run. But finally, I have some spare time. The timing is good, too, because in the last episode, you were talking about the issue I was planning on writing in about. So here's my quick confessional. <laughs> last time you asked if it was possible to be in love with two people at once. I'll tell you that in my case, it is. When I was a teen, I was with this amazing guy. He was funny, sweet, and perfect in so many ways. We were together for about three and a half years. We had this great connection, and he was the love of my life, or so I thought. Now, for so many reasons too complicated to get into, uh, it didn't work out, and we went on our separate ways. I was single for a few years, but we never lost touch. If, uh, Can we touch pause that for dick. just a second? Yeah. Just pause for a second. You want me to pause the podcast? No, I'm just listening. I can't. I'm not going to pause because it... Okay, so uh, can I keep reading it? All right. I was single for a few years, but we never lost touch. Uh, touch that dick. Remember when I said that? Did it again. Eventually, I met someone else and fell in love again. That guy is now my boyfriend, and we've been together almost eight years now. I'm extremely happy with him, but I'm always a bit skeptical about having kids or getting married to him. I guess I always pictured that quote-unquote family life with my ex. I might just want something different now, but I feel some part of me is holding back because of him. My ex and I still talk occasionally, like once a year. He pops up asking if I'm still with my current boyfriend, asking me where it all went so wrong. Oof. When I run into him, because we live in the same city and work in the same industry, it's like my heart sinks. I know he feels the same because he gets all awkward and stupid around me, which is how he acted before we dated when we were young. We both know we can't be together because the damage from the past is so much is too much to repair. But a part of my heart still loves him, even if I'm with a great guy, who I also love very much. My connection with my current boyfriend is strong, but it's very different from my ex. It's simple. He's my best friend, and we have a blast together. Sex is great, too. I feel guilty sometimes about my feelings for my first love, but it's something I can't deny, and it doesn't really affect my current relationship. Anyway, so that's the story. Am I weird for being in love with two guys? Jenny. I'm going to say that that doesn't mean that you're in love with two guys. That's different. That sounds like completely normal to me, what she just wrote about. Completely normal. Yeah, I think people always think about their exes from time to time. And I think they get wistful about like what could have been. Tell me about it. I just... <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm just kidding. But go ahead. Tell me about it. <laughs> the point is... Which that, ex like, do you wonder... I, I don't wonder, but <laughs> no, nah, it's okay. I, but I understand. Here's the thing. You have, you my have... my personal view is that they're called X for a reason. It didn't work out, and guess what? It never works out the second time either. Your ninety percent is... of people will tell you it does. It doesn't work out the second time. Sometimes somebody will say, "Eh, we were just too you, young, whatever," you... and they figure it out. But you're the things that broke you up the first time haven't gotten better you've uh 90 you dated of a guy and tried to get back together with him yeah what was the deciding factor to get back together with him the fact that you were like oh we live close together let's yeah. give it another shot convenience oh that's good i mean here's the thing you should like, always treat your boyfriends like a 7-eleven <laughs> yeah the hot dogs kind of suck but they're always on that little rolly thing <laughs> convenience 7-eleven well, truthfully i mean obviously there's other stuff there there's chemistry there's whatever else but um proximity has a lot to do with it and that's why you're not supposed to talk to your exes or be around them, or think about them. You asked your ex to watch the dog this week. Well, I offered it up. Do you just not care about him anymore? We never talk. We never see each other. I have a, I, let me ask you this. Sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. I 
have grown to sort of appreciate your relationships with your exes. The thing that bothers me is sometimes asking for favors is weird because it's like you asked him for you asked him to watch the dog once and then like you know months later he was like can i borrow the dog for a photo shoot or something and i was like no see this is when it becomes a currency like you do this for me i'll do this for you and it's like it's not you know what i mean and that's hard for me as your boyfriend because i'm like well i want to help out i want to be the guy that does things for you that that's all but we've talked about that before yeah i um you know with the dog it's just i know he likes the dog like he has offered to, to watch the dog many times. I know that he wants to, you know, and I and don't he, think that it's like, um, I don't think that it's trading favors. I know that you kind of see it that way, but I don't think that that's Well, it really was tough true. for me when he watched the dog because they like, then he's sending you photos of the dog and I'm like, the fuck is this? Uh, you know, and I'm over there like building a patio at your parents' house. Like, fuck this guy. You're on vacation with me. Yeah. Which is but way you're, better. But you're smiling because you're getting a photo of your dog. So you're just happy your dog's being protected. But we got back to being protected. Who's supposed to be the protector? Me, Dave. Well, guess host what? Of the you sex can't action. be the protector when we're on vacation but with I can, each but other. But I can get a friend to watch the dog who you ain't, you know what I mean? But I get it. The point is that there are lots of people who love our dog and are willing to watch (laughs) our dog. Um, By all means, I would rather your ex-boyfriend watch the dog than a kennel. Somebody who loves and cares for them. That's what we all want. You know, we just want the dog to be loved and cared for. Would you ever be interested to have one of your exes on the podcast? No, thank you. Would you ever be interested if I had one of my exes on the podcast? No, thank you. You would never enjoy a conversation. Feel free to have that conversation by yourself, but I don't need to know your ex's names. I don't need to know what they look like. I don't need to know that you guys still talk. I don't. I don't have any exes I talk to. <laughs> Get really quiet. Do you not believe me? No, I believe you. But like when I had an ex who's like mom died unexpectedly, and I'm like, fuck. Never met the mom, but I was like, geez. Vicariously, I'm like... They're not a bad person, even though it didn't work out. You, you know what I mean? Could you imagine yeah, if like that's the thing. your ex's mom died? And this is what died? she is talking about: is that like it's normal to still think of them. It's normal to love them in like that sad love kind of way. I don't know how. To, I don't know what kind of love to call it. If you said you like, still had a love for your ex, I don't. I I don't think that would bother me. It's like you have a love, like just the same way that you have love for like high school friends that you don't talk to anymore. You know, it's like you still want what is best for people that you used to care for. You don't have an ex. Whether or not you still have a relationship with them, you always want them to succeed. You hope that they're doing well. You never wish ill on them, but you're not like still fantasizing about well maybe she is still fantasizing about like what could have been but she said she knows that it's yeah not i a don't thing. have anyone that i was like romantic with that i have any ill wishes towards that's what i'm saying i don't know if that's normal though i think no, i think, I think that always, is normal I even think if you had your heart broken you never had your heart broken yeah you, 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 you were sort times. of cheated on once 10 I've, I've ended every relationship with a broken heart but i don't we know I, I don't have ill wishes towards anybody. I might want to murder them for the first six months, but obviously You wouldn't you want don't. someone else to murder them. You would want to be the sole <laughs> murderer. This is good to know in case I ever go missing, folks. So turn into episode 275 to find the body. She's no, left clues. What I'm saying is, you know, obviously there are many stages of grief when you are moving on from someone, but uh, you get to a place, hopefully, if you 
are healthy and you've taken all of those steps that you, you reach the stage of acceptance and you move on with your life and you realize that it wasn't the end of the world. And that person, you know, doesn't run your life and like the world keeps on turning and you're still happy and you meet new people and you're living your life. Now I've never seen, I haven't seen my ex since we started dating. So don't read into this, but would, but I have had an ex ask me to get coffee before. Would that bother you? I don't know. Like, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't love it, but I don't really know if it would bother me or not. Here's what's good. You know. You know. I'm a chatty person. You know that I've probably talked and emotionally gotten over my past. I mean, not everything, but in. in I don't know if I have. A, there's. There's one. There's one girl that I. That I. Here's what. Can I interrupt? Yeah, please. Here's, here's where I think you it's like very easy to cross the line and this is the sticky situation that miss jenny has gotten herself in is that when you are like she's leaving herself open to thinking about this person and that's where you go wrong is like you're supposed to delete their number you're supposed to remove them from facebook like you want absolutely the the best and cleanest way to have a breakup and to really move on for the rest of your lives is to remove them from your life. You don't want any temptation for looking at their photos or seeing them or reaching out to them or any of that. Delete their number. Delete them from Facebook. Delete them from Instagram. Delete them from Twitter. Move on with your life because you don't want them popping up because you're always going to have that weird pang in your heart when they pop up. And so you've just got to like remove the temptation entirely. If she's opening herself up to communication with this guy she's setting herself up for trouble i think having coffee with your ex is only going to make you think about them and do you really want that do you really want that like cloud hanging over your head when you come back home to your apartment with your current relationship do you really want to be comparing the two do you really want to be getting wistful about the past and thinking like what could have been that sounds like a dangerous and sticky place yeah to be in and that's where i think like i know that she said you know they work in the same industry so maybe it's a little bit unavoidable that they bump into each other sometimes but for the most part i don't think that you should be talking because it it could be very damaging to your current relationship you have at least two exes though that i'm sure you have their number i don't know i don't know i don't know i would i would i'll tell you this i would tell you if i had some unfinished conversation i needed to have with an ex you know what i mean i'd say look i gotta go talk to this i gotta just i gotta do it for me not you know what i mean but i don't have i really don't have that like i don't have the the one thing that that i that freaks me out is the my ex that i have that lives in la because i know we are gonna literally be on the same uh you, uh, like a walkway as her and I'm not going to not say hi. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've, I've d- had double takes at the gym before. I'm like, is that fucking Lindsay? Like, I don't want to see her, but I know she lives in the same world I live in. So much so that you've auditioned for projects that she would like, uh, war- you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, shit, this world. So it is a small world, but also like we, you and I ran into my ex one time, right? Or yeah, right when we started dating and my and, shirt off and I was chubby and I was like, fuck and me. And I ran into like a friend of my ex one time. So that's two times that I bumped into people that are in that world and it has never happened again. And we live in the same neighborhood. So like what, are, you know, it's like, yes, we live in a small world, but really... It's very easy uh, right. to not bump into people I'm, in Los I'm Angeles. I'm just saying, you guys, 
in the in the grand scheme of things, would be in the same casting bracket as young women. You know what I mean? So like you've already like it's just a, like a butterfly effect sort of thing where I'm like, I don't have anything in my past that needs addressing other than I I would I would hope that that I mean I would sincerely hope she's happy, but I would also I uh, it was a very toxic relationship. That I was like, I'm sure she's way more centered and grounded, and and same with me than that than we both. Yeah, were. you hope. It's and it's you an, expect. Oh, we got a. What's it looking at? Oh, it's at the thing. Sorry, lost all YouTube there. Yeah, it's I, 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 it's an embarrassment. And I'm like, oh shit, I can't believe it. That was like that. That was something we cried over. Like, she's like yeah, too fucking. Yeah, but everybody has that. Everybody feels that way. I know that, like, sure, there are plenty of things that I could feel stupid about if I felt like thinking about them. But I also know that anybody who's being honest when they look back and evaluate their relationship, both parties also have things that they're going to be embarrassed about. You know. Or mistakes that they know they made. They could have done better. They feel stupid. Whatever. Everybody's going to be in that boat. Well, you, you talk just to button this up, but like you talk about like not crossing paths. Ken Gar shot a video, like a sketch with her. That's why I'm saying like, fuck man. Like I want to stay in my own world, but we just, it's LA, it's Hollywood. Like we're all, we all have a million jobs. Anyway, it's just a fucking thing that it's like that day, the day will come where I'm just gonna be like, Oh, Hey, middle. you know what I mean? I'm going to be a super, like I'm going to make it more awkward than it needs to be. But do you think that for the next two weeks after that, you're going to be thinking about her? No, I'm going to be on it. No, no, no. I'm going to have the same thing that you had when we ran into your ex. We were, I remember this clearly. It was four years ago, but I remember we were hiking and then you said hi and I was like, hey, and we shook hands. I think I shook his hand or whatever. And I kind of knew who it was, but it wasn't like, this is my ex. He was like, hey, hi. You did that falsetto. When he you was go- also like walking his new girlfriend's dog. Yeah. By themselves. Like the girlfriend wasn't there, but like but he your, was walking but the your new reaction. I know exactly how you felt because afterwards you were just like, like you just had this like visceral like super "Eh." icky yeah there's a moment where you're just like I need to cleanse (laughs) burn some sage I get it and I guess I'm just like and I don't think about it all the time and I'm like I know I'm I know that I'm gonna run into this chick unless she quits the industry and moves away like I just know it's just gonna happen I mean I have so many mutual friends Gianna and all these people that I I live with in Boston a whole part of my community we have hundreds of friends in common it's just a thing it's a thing but it's like but why are you worrying about something that hasn't happened yet I'm not but we were talking about exes so that's what it's it's just one of the if we if my friend Stephanie and um, you know the Kelly with the tits you know Kelly Mm -hmm. so if if we went to one of Kelly's parties I 100% would feel like there's a 50-50 chance that this chick's going to be there. It just comes with the territory. Do you know what I mean? It's just, they're fr- there's But then why would you want to go to her parties? We haven't seen her in years. We haven't been to her parties. And I, and they're not even I'm not even saying they're friends. They're like friends of friends. So my point is that that you would be looking over your shoulders. And by of. by all means, I wouldn't not go to like an event or a party I wanted to go to because I was worried I was going to run into someone. It's just like, eh, we're talking about inevitables. I'm sure everyone has that where it's like you, you might run into someone, but it's only spurred on by this email that we read. So sexactuallypodcast at gmail dot com. Leave us your questions or your ex is your ex for a reason. Oh yeah, it wasn't working. You guys gave up on it. Quickly. Be prepared if you get involved again to give up on it again because there were things that weren't working and you already know that they were willing to walk away from you and there's no going past that. There's no getting, you know, there's like, you can say that you'll forgive and forget, but you will never 
really forget that this person gave up on but on babe you you're guys, always yeah. willing to walk away from me you're always like get the fuck out so are you willing to really walk away from me that's a Tasha's nostril breath coming out. Very loud exhale. Deep therapeutic breath. Look, we'll get it. We got a whole. We'll, we'll unpack that another day. This has been an emotional journey. We're well over the hour mark. Um, exciting news! I'll have to do an intro because I didn't mention at the top, and people might not have tuned in all the way. I'm I'm kidding. They love when when we strip it down to just us. Um, March thirty first, Sex Actually Podcast, aka the SAP, is having its first official stand up show, Santa Monica, California. March 31st, 11.30 p.m. It's the late show. I'm giving away a vibrator. This is my idea, right? Where, where are the single guys? Ah, where are the single girls? Ah. Then I give the single guys a couple AA batteries. And everyone's like, what's he doing that for? And then I give the single girl a vibrator and no batteries. And, I, and then I just look at them both and I go, work it out amongst yourself. And then I leave. Okay, great plan. That's the plan. So I'm giving away a few a vibrator, a dildo, or t-shirts, one or two sex toys, or a gift card. Maybe I'll get some gift cards from some Santa Monica establishments. We'll give them away. Maybe we'll put a date package together. Wouldn't that be fun? Either way, come to the stand-up show. It's going to feature all comedians that have been on the podcast before. Not all 274 of them. It's going to feature uh, John Campanelli, who uh, opens for Dane Cook. He's going to be on the show. Um, Kelsey, uh, geez, I'm, uh, Mer- Kelsey, wrong name, Meredith um, from Instagram. Who talks about her uh, threesomes? She's going to be on the show. It's got uh, Channing Apodaca, who's been on the podcast a ton. It's, got just, uh, it's all my friends. So, look, if you like to laugh, if you're listening to this and you live within, I don't know, 4,000 miles of Santa Monica, <laughs> you're obligated to come. It's at the, I didn't even say where it's at. It's at the Westside Comedy Club. It's, it's, by the way, it's the 11.30 p.m. show, which means, yeah, it's a late night, but parking's going to be easy, no traffic. Drive in. Uh, tickets are 10 bucks or two for 10. I'll, I'll do a promo code, two for 10 for like people who like have subscribed to the podcast or whatever drinks are cheap this isn't one of those like 18 dollar draft beer places you can get a nice four dollar glass of wine listen to us listen to some stand-up it'll be great so it's just gonna be a straight-up stand-up show um completely not safe for work the late show if you live in the area you are obligated to come i know who listens to this podcast who lives on the west side of southern california i know and hey guess what if you don't live in the area here's what i want you to do i'm starting a newsletter i know this is a lot where i'm going to be blasting out when i have shows in different parts of the country this is going to be amazing it's going to stay with me for life and it's going to grow the newsletter I don't know exactly how you subscribe to it yet, but if you email, <laughs> if you email sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com, I will hand put you into the newsletter. So if you're in Florida or the Midwest or Rhode Island, wherever you are, if you want to see some stand up, let me know and stay in touch because, you know, it's easy to listen to this, um, Jenny from the block, right? Is that, was that her name, Jenny? It's easy to listen to this when you're on a run and not have time to like type out an email. I get that. But let's make it three-dimensional. Return the favor. Send me an email, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what's going on with your life. Ask some questions. If you have any, uh, you know, if you want to just uh, spill the beans, tell, you know, if you have anything you need to get off your chest, new photos, send them to Tasha. She'll screen them if she thinks I can look at them. <laughs> like, like my mom, she'll be like, this one's safe for you. Anyway, do you have anything you need to promote? No, I don't think so. This is a long one. Yeah, it was. Did you get up to pee? You peed, right? Halfway yeah, through? And I haven't peed at all. Good for you. Yay. Do I get an affirmation? <laughs> I get, get a f- gold star. Gold star for not peeing. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Sex Action Podcast. <laughs>